You're listening to the Piano Pod, where we talk to the brightest minds in the industry about how they're bringing the piano into the 21st century. Last time, we spoke to concert pianist Min Kwan about her early experiences as a student at Curtis and Juilliard, and her latest project, the America Beautiful Piano Variations. And now, the conclusion. Who do you consider your biggest artistic influences? Then it's interesting.、Um, when I got married earlier on, I would always sneak out and watch these YouTube. YouTube was very new at the time, and I would spend until like two, three, four a.m. just surfing. And because it was such a resource of performers or ensembles or orchestras, you know, Vienna Philharmonic. How how many times can we listen to them live? Or but there's like whole Resource online, and my husband got so mad because you know I'm always like up, you know, doing this, and it looks like it's it's something bad, but no, actually I was just listening to me to music, and even to this day, that was like 17 years ago, but even to this day I do the same thing, and he gets mad sometimes, but I'm telling you this because he said, "Do you like this that much?" <laughs> <laughs> and I say, "Yes, I do." Um, so I think my influence is is all of these things. I'm truly fascinated with all aspects, all performers. Now I'm really into opera, and I because I have to put on a gala opera gala in September for my CME, and so you know I can't say this is language or it's a concert that I've gone you know or. I'm familiar with, of course, I know all the standard ones, but I'm now really listening and watching so many different things, singers, and it's just fascinating to me. You know that whole repertoire, and it's very different than instrumental, right? So it's another outlet of of what we do as a musician.、Um, I love. I wanted to be a conductor so badly. And when I stood in front of Curtis Orchestra as my final exam. That dream was shattered because, like, I, I, like, my stick was shaking like this, you know. And everybody's looking at me. And I'm like, oh my god, what am I going to do? At least at the, at the piano, you can hide if you're, you know, you can con- try to control your shaking hand, or whatever. But yeah, playing、um, the piano and conducting was one of my dreams. Or I love orchestral repertoire. I love the sound,、um, and so. I think the key is not to be limited by our instrument and the space that we have here, you know. And that's I think what limits us. And of course, being in conservatory, going to competitions, I was in that place also where I just got stuck here. How to play this, you know?、Um, and I have to say, as a musician, that was one of my least happy. Uh, joyful times. Actually, at times I was miserable because, like, I really felt this. I don't think this is why I want to be a musician. You know, I don't think this is how, like, playing Chopin etude, Debussy etude for competition. You know, working on this repertoire. You know, I don't. You know, and I'm so glad I found my way out. And it was either through chamber music, which I love. You know,、uh, listening to this orchestra. I told you, I always. I was so sad as a pianist. I couldn't be in an orchestra,、um, and and always programming, producing, planning events, concerts with other musicians.、Um, so I kind of had to find my way 
through it to make it a fulfilling life that I knew uh, was there for me, you know? And even these days, I feel very sad that, you know, a lot of young musicians, when they get stuck. Mm-hmm. And um, I think in a way, that's why I started the Center for Musical Excellence, because I wanted to really provide a, a, a community support mm-hmm. system for them to also show them there is, you don't have to be long, long. You don't have to win this competition. And even when you do, that's not the end of, it, it's, it doesn't mean you're immediately going to be happy and successful. Of mm. course not, right? We all know that. Right. But we all love music just as much as you know, the person you know, who won the competition, um, the competition. So how do we make most out of it, mm. our passion, our talent, you know? Mm. So that's what the center really is. Wow. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, but you answered some questions. So that's mm. wonderful. So from your own struggle as a musician, but seems like you had also the right support system and mentorship and so that's why you are who you are right now so is that the desire that you um, caused to create this um, non-profit organization for young musicians yes yes yeah. yes what absolutely. was actually missing in this modern uh, the students and artists of the 21st century to cause you to do this uh, nonprofit. Well, I remember uh, during one of my sabbatical from the university that I, I finally had the time to do something to help students, not just coming to study with me at Rutgers or auditioning, but just young artists in general, because I would see them auditioning 10, 15 different schools. Like when I was going auditioning, I only went to, I only auditioned for Curtis and only auditioned for Julia because I knew this is where I wanted to go. This is where I wanted to study. Of course, it was a very, very stupid thing. But nowadays, you know, touring 15 different schools and not really knowing, it just shows them they are lost and they are kind of, you know, throwing dice and see what what happens. And I felt like as someone who's gone through this path, I could be the mentor and I could show them the right path. So sometimes they don't waste time, energy, and money resource sometimes. And also wanted to create a place where all of us, the mentors come together. And it's not difficulty with choosing a teacher is that sometimes the teachers can get very possessive. You only study with me. You don't go to this festival. You come to my festival this summer or, you know, this kind of thing. Also, you can't really audition for two or three teachers at the same school because they will find out about it, you know? So a lot of these things are very awkward situations that young people need guidance on how to manage, Mm. you know? Mm. Um, So that's kind of how it started. And then it, of course, grew to something. Um, So first few years, we had a festival in New York with some of my colleagues. I called them up like Jerry Lontel and Bob McDonald. And look, this is my desire. And will you join me? You know, and, you know, these people saying yes and students came and it was very small scaled, but kind of like a place that was too good to be true because they had lessons with all these amazing teachers from all these different schools and they didn't have to pick one, you know, Um, and that was kind of like my dream vision. Even now, I always send my students to other teacher, other festival, you should go experience this and then, you know, um, 
So that's one. And then also giving musicians opportunity beyond just giving the best lesson on Beethoven Sonata. You know, they actually need a connection or, you know, for you to call up somebody, you know, a conductor or a presenter or whatever, or even creating a concert for them or even matching them with a patron. Um, so we started doing this and just kind of one thing led to another. And I was very lucky that because I think I'm a spokesperson that is also a musician, all that was also a struggling young musician at one point. And mm-hmm. I think to patrons, this is more compelling mm-hmm. than just an executive of nonprofit coming in to talk to them, you know? What do you think about being a 21st century musician, classical musician? So that's something we really have to talk about. We are all here as a piano teachers and um, we feel uh, things are moving quite rapidly due to all the technologies that are available to so many other variables that we, we have to think. So we think of going to this, you know, famous music schools, oh, you're supposed to be practicing hours, hours over the day, which is true, but in the end, is that really realistic after you are done with this, you know, uh, conservatory? And so there's the real life right in front of you. And how are you going to face that? So is that something part of the mentorship that you um, give to your students? Yeah, uh, sure. I think so. And I think pandemic last couple of years actually brought all these questions to kind of more forefront urgency because a lot of musicians, young artists are now struggling um, after having so many limitations imposed upon them, right? Um, For me personally, I think I was lucky in that I was always that very curious kind of restless um, human being in that it just, one was not enough for me or, you know, going to competition was not enough, playing Chopin concerto well was not enough. But I think this is something definitely that can be shown or guided by a mentor. I think important thing is for young musicians to not be um, sidetracked by short-term goals, meaning let me do this jury well, let me get an A or let's get this degree, you know, because that really is not what being a musician is all about. And I think that kind of goal is what, makes them trip and fall, Mm. you know? Um, So having a more broad sense of why do I want to be a musician? How can I, you know, uh, contribute and in return? Because it's only when I give, really, that comes back to you, Mm. you know? And it's it's kind of very life's natural process, I think. Mm. Just like when you give a concert and then the audience gives you back that, that's, that feeling and we need each other, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's same for teacher and students and musicians is that um, it, it's recreating using our instrument to do something else. And nowadays I see also a lot of efforts being made to be creative that way. People are going into unusual venues like veterans homes or hospitals mm-hmm or reaching out right, or nursing homes, you know? Um, when I was growing up, 
that was not done. And I remember actually, I walked into an assisted living when I was a student because I also needed to, to make money. And then I thought they might need, they might need some music. And I remember walking into the reception and I said, hey, I'm a pianist and my sister plays violin. Can we come and play, you know, some, you know, I literally did that. Can you believe that? And then I got my first hundred dollars. But wow. those things are done a lot. And but it's not something music students should feel ashamed of or, you know, it's not something you pick and choose. Music is music. Human beings are human beings. Your audience is everywhere. They're not just at Carnegie Hall. You know, they right. may be your next door and door neighbor, or right. they may be, you know, somebody in trouble, you know. So I think if you start thinking this way, and I, I do believe that's what being 21st century musician is all about. It's mm-hmm. not a specific goal of how many concertos I play with which orchestra. Right. Mm-hmm. So can I ask, what do you see for yourself in the future? Um, do you have any interesting projects coming up or things that are still in the idea phase? We would love to hear about them. Yeah, I always have ideas and projects in my mind. That's why I don't sleep at night. It's so exciting. To be. True musician. And many projects, of course, don't really happen. But but still, it's a process because one thing leads to another. I really believe in that. Um, so it's never wasted. You know, idea, creativity is never wasted, you know. Um so I'm still finishing and continuing this America Beautiful project. And hopefully, you know, more people will even want to come on board. And, you know, when I filmed it, it's first time learning, first time performing, first time filming. And so think about it, you know, when, so it's not really fair to compare to, let's say, a very famous pianist playing same concerto 200 times. Yeah. So I, I'm not there yet, but I want to be there by playing these new pieces as much as I can and to do justice to the vision of each piece, the composer, right? So that's one. And as a as artistic director and also executive director of CME, it's a nonstop work of fundraising, reaching new patrons, new friends, um, and connecting our young musicians, also scouting for new talents, which I'm doing with opera singers now, um, and putting on, on events. September 25th, uh, we have our gala, annual gala. And with pandemic, we used to do it indoor in a concert hall, continued by uh, like a ballroom uh, dinner at a hotel or something like that. But as of last year, we moved it to outdoor. So it's like a fall festival, it will take place near where I live in the countryside in Edminster, New Jersey. Um, and uh, our friend who has this 100 acre um, outdoor it's meadow overlooking the hill and the mountains, it's just really beautiful, dreamy. And we're going to have a stage set up with orchestra. Um, half is opera gala, half I'm going to play Beethoven choral fantasy with our orchestra and choir. And, you know, it's like, family event and also there is going to be food truck silent auction arts and craft vendors you know what I mean it's just again using music to bring people together and just everyone having a good time you know and we also have a bluegrass band opening the act for the classical so it's just not just one type of music either it's it's just all kinds and we're gonna have sushi roll to a hot dog and donuts to pizza. So again, all kinds of food there. You they know? want to come. They want to be a part of that. That's yeah, to exciting. alcohol, Me bourbon too. tasting, to, you know, <laughs> apple cider, you know. 
So yeah, that's kind of my kind of event. You know, I am in that not minimalistic. I'm like maximalistic, more the better, more the merrier. And this is going to be that kind of festival. So again, um, and, and we have what's called Crystal Society members. So that's more by membership, more exclusive, exclusive group of friends. And we gather monthly, um, it could be house concerts or wine tasting, you know, and it's, it's just, and we always feature our young musicians. So for them to get to know them intimately. And so it's like building community, building friendship and what better ways to do it than through, you know, music. Wow, this is really exactly how I have uh, imagined. You know, you again, even though I have known you basically from watching you, you know, on on the social media. But I I, I think you're just such a passionate and uh, authentic person. You know that you share your love, your passion, and that you want to help people. And I also know that uh, I believe your husband is a doctor, right? I remember watching this interview uh, on GQ. Is that and that was your husband? Oh, wow, also. yeah, Clara, I'm so impressed. <laughs> You know more about me than I do, <laughs> and I believe your your uh, uh, your your sister married a, a famous tenor, right? I also was a big fan of his singing as well. And I, I so my impression is that I think you're someone who was so good at connecting dots, right? And then you kind of uh, all these things happened, but I'm sure it happened for a reason. You worked hard all your life, and uh, and now you, I believe, your festival also happens in Vienna in the summer. Is that correct um you bring these musicians yeah, yeah. um so i we, we have to wrap up unfortunately soon but i just want to leave our audience with one last question before we go into a very fun segment but i will explain but uh what is your one advice for all the musicians uh coming up you know the next generation i know there are still so many of us uh them in school actually part of me still have this little secret dream that i might come to rocker to study with you i never got my doctorate and i thought well you know i didn't want to do it early but i thought maybe when i you know i'm all established <laughs> i will come back and uh, so what is your advice for a younger generation of musicians Younger generation of musicians or pianists or just uh, artists, let's say in general, especially after this pandemic, right? And you, I know you have answered quite a bit of it already, but uh, you know, for musicians that are currently still in school, for example, that uh, you know, as you say, there's probably a lot of limitations still. You know, some of them I know that are maybe stuck in other countries, and even young mm -hmm. artists that some of us uh, we interviewed, some of them they had artist visa and then they went back and they couldn't come back. So, yeah. what's your yeah. yeah? Well, you know, the thing is, I mean, the lesson in music is same as lesson in life is that I'm also you know learning every day, but. Um, because I have a little more experience and age ahead of these young musicians that you're talking about is that I think we've had some dark times, very, you know, uh, discouraging times, but something always comes out of this and using this time to actually maybe um, take a step back and, and really think, how much do I love music? How much do I love this profession or how much, you know, do I want to be in it? And it's a, it's, a, it's a very good question to ask because many of us maybe have come this path because it was kind of the easiest thing to do or natural thing to do or parents supported it or for one reason or another. But, and, and it's not a bad thing to just 
just rethink, right? And and what do I want to do with it? I, I have plenty of young colleagues who's now learning coding or has kind of found a different outlet, you know, uh, performing arts, music administration or photography, or you don't have to be a performer. Um, there's many ways to be a musician. I think that's what I want to, to emphasize on, you know? And it's not necessarily on how well you play this one piece of music that really isn't gonna get you there. So that's my advice and to really you know, think about and being creative. And people think it's a two different thing that we only play the things that's in, put in front of me, but even that takes creativity, you know? And every time we're moving something, voice or physical movement, something is happening. There's an energy there. And, you know, I always say it's a chamber music between left and right, you know, and even when you're playing by yourself or it's, it's anatomy and science of what's happening with your body. You know, it's a constant kind of exploration, isn't it? An experiment um, of today, you know, I, 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 my shoulder hurts or today I'm gonna to experiment, my left arm is slow or, you know, I'm talking for a violinist or a pianist or instrumentalist, but, but take every day as, as a new kind of new day to explore. That's what I do. And it, it can, then you can never get stuck, I think. And also do that for others around you. You know, I play these games with my girls and that, there you go. They, they are very talented. They play piano, violin, cello, but they don't want to be musicians. And I understand that it's not for everyone, right? Um, and music, who said this? Music is not really a profession. It's, a, it's really a, a mission. You know, I heard that recently. Mm. And that, I think that's a very good way of putting it. It's not a job. Right. Yeah. And so you're not looking for a job. You know, it's not just a profession. It's a really has to become a way of life. Right? right. And if that fulfills you and if that's what you need and you're going to be very unhappy if you don't do that, then this is a life for you. Wow, you know? that, yeah. that is so beautiful. Thank you. I'm sure of all this. We really appreciate all these uh, insightful thoughts and ideas. Uh, I, I actually I remembered one of the uh, colleague, younger colleague I used to work with, William O. I believe he also uh, did his mm -hmm. PhD or DMA at Rutgers and yeah. yeah, and he also is now a quite well known a photographer. Uh, and so you know, oh, and that's right, that's right. Yeah, right. I know both yeah. of all of his. Uh, Siblings. We all went to Kansas. I mean, they were much younger, but uh, oh, okay. yeah, you yeah. So, yeah. anyway, so that's a beautiful wrap up. And uh, well, we are going to go into our last segment of the show, which I forgot to inform you in the beginning. So, this will be oh. a big surprise <laughs> for you. It's called the rapid fire questions. So, we each of us will have some silly little questions, very short answers. Don't get scared. <laughs> we will be kind. Oh, it's like one of those talk show. The quick question. I have to answer very quickly. Oh, how fun. Okay. You got it. That's right. So I will be the first one to go. And are you ready? Okay. As ready as I will ever be. Okay. Awesome. Short answers. Good. What is your comfort food? I know you're also a foodie. <laughs> oh, my God. Why does that stop me right now? Porridge. Oh my god. 
Like Durungi in Korean. <laughs> we are the true Asians here, right? Cats or dogs? Dogs. Dogs, great. What is your word or words to live by? Oh, life is short. Hmm, got it. What is the most important quality you look for in people? Um, modesty. Hmm. Beautiful. What is the worst quality in people that you want to stay away from? Arrogance. Ding, ding, ding. Great. All right. My turn. Name, <laughs> name three people who inspire you, living or dead. Hubert. My mother. And my husband. Wonderful. Uh, which historical figure or composer would you want to take lessons from if he or she were alive? Mozart. Mm -hmm. And which historical figure or composer would you want to hang out with at the bar? Rachmaninoff. Oh, interesting. He's Aries and I'm a Leo. Okay. And we're supposed to like have a big chemistry. <laughs> wow. Perfect pair. Yeah. <laughs> so it's my turn. So name one piece in your current playlist. Oh, it's BTS. <laughs> of course. <laughs> that is funny. Great choice. Yes. Okay. Name a book title you're currently reading. Ooh, book. I haven't read a book in a while, but actually I'm reviewing my German. So it's a German textbook. Oh, wow. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Okay, you get only one song or piece to listen for the rest of your life. What is it? It's actually Hey Jude. Oh, mm. okay. So the last one, it's the fill in the blank. Music is blank. Music is, oh, wow, you can say so many things. Music is life. Thank you. Ah! You win! Yay. Well done. <laughs> thank you. You guys are fun. It's been a pleasure. Oh, thank you so oh, much. Pleasure is all ours. Exactly. Oh my God, we had such a good time. And uh, there are so many more questions we want to ask, but unfortunately, there's not enough time in the show and then you just have to come back next time oh, and uh, continue you. our thank conversation. You. Love to. Hope to see you guys all in, live in person. Thank yeah, you. Concert or something. Uh, thank um, you, Dr. Ben, for joining us today and sharing your insights and expertise. And thank you for our audience for tuning in. For anyone who is still interested in learning more about Dr. Kwang's uh, beautiful projects, you can find her project, American Beautiful, online at www.american-beautiful.com and information about uh, herself and the CME at www.mingkwang.net or www.cmemusic.org. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review us on whatever podcasting platform you use. And if you're watching us on YouTube, remember to hit the thumbs up button and tell all your friends and subscribe too. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. The links are in the description. If you have feedback for us, please leave it in the comments or DM us via social media, or you can also email us at thepianopodnyc at gmail.com. We will see you at the next episode of The Piano Pod. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Dr. Bye, everybody. Very nice. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Thank you.